alive. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one half of your co-host, Blake Rafino. This is the Rafino and Joe show. I am joined by my other or my only co-host, Joe DeLeon. <laughs> man who said, here comes the TCU Horn Fogs. Buddy, what's happening? Um, last night was a little rough. Like uh, it was a little bit of a, a rough outing for me. Uh, it was a it was a tsunami. It was a wave. It was it was like I was sitting on the beach, and then just waves just slowly started to crash down on me, heavier and heavier and bigger waves. Because I was sitting in a Twitter space where I was being ridiculed. I was getting texts where I was being ridiculed. My Twitter feed was filled with me being ridiculed for picking TCU to win. Uh, I, I've moved on, Blake. I've moved on. I've recovered and I'm I'm ready for next season. That's all I have to say at this point. Well, listen, so we'll get into all this as obviously Georgia completely dominated TCU. Um we I don't will know if that probably describes it well enough. <laughs> well, I don't think the FCC or FCLA or UCLA or or whatever the FC, FCA, whatever it's called, is gonna properly allow us to say exactly what happened in this game um and the verbiage that we would need nevertheless we will talk about that uh joe obviously what happened to and we'll touch on this tonight does this 2022 georgia team go down as one of the best of all time i don't believe so i don't think you believe that either we will touch mm -hmm. on that uh, here as well something an interesting conversation me you and all the twitter space people got into last night was tcu deserving of even being in the championship game as congratulations are in order by the way uh notre dame is not the biggest uh, <laughs> uh you know what what defeat of all time in a bcs or playoff game this now goes to uh tcu so congratulations on that well so did you happen to see, though, uh, Jared Wilson took the the time to tag me in this, but apparently I don't care to check cross-reference the exact information. Notre Dame still is the victim of the largest top five defeat in a game to determine a national champion or something like that. And they lost like 59 to nothing or 59 to seven to Army back in 1930 or something like that. So they're, they're not fully off the hook. Uh, we're doing a little bit better, though. I'm glad that there is now a game that overshadows that embarrassing performance. I didn't think that would ever be topped, but it was. Yeah, it was topped. And not only was it topped, I mean, Joe, they just beat the absolute dog manure out of them. Um, but look, we got a lot to get into here tonight. Uh, anybody that's going to be watching AYS will go live after the LSU and Florida game as well. So a, big, a lot of content here tonight. Also, Joe, we will round it out. How do you determine, I guess, really the college football playoff? A lot of people are going to say expansion will eliminate mm -hmm. TCU. We'll touch on that as well, but we'll spend a lot of time. And, and look, we've been mentioning this. I, I do want to get into maybe some top uh, SEC teams and top college teams for next season. Look, I, th I think Florida yeah. State's going to be a really good team going into next season as well, so we'll touch on all of that. But before we do get to that, everybody do us a favor – by hitting the like and share, share to all of those Facebook groups. If you're watching us on AYS, if you're listening to us on the Joe or Rafino and Joe show, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. We're still doing the $200 giveaway. And wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. Joe, let's do this. Let's take 50 seconds. 
Let's get to our first sponsor over at betonline.ag. We return. We discuss Georgia and TCU next. Yes, sir. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. Joe, I want to say this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Tonight I might get a little rowdy. Because oh. when I get, not at you, not at you. <laughs> okay. When I get when I get upset, I, I I really start talking football, and I'm kind of upset. And we'll get into this, but as we start to get into the TCU Georgia title game, I'll give you the floor first. Here, what are your thoughts? My main takeaway from this: Look, I understand, and I've been saying this the whole day. I knew this was coming. I, I, you know, I knew that everyone was going to give me a hard time, but at the same time, my take was not that outrageous to say that TCU had a shot, albeit a slim chance, a shot to win this game. I said this on the last show that the, my reasoning for believing in TCU is that they have done the unthinkable all season long. They have been the magic team that is rid, uh, ridden a, a, an unexpected wave of momentum from game to game, winning games that they weren't supposed to win. And I know that they weren't playing the biggest and best competition. They're in the Big 12 compared to the SEC. We know the disparity in their opponents. But the way that they were finishing games, the energy that they had, all of those things piled into one. I just thought they would at least show up in this game. They would produce a bunch of splash plays like they did in the beginning. They had that long reception that set up their first touchdown and I thought hey here they come here come the Horn Frogs they are a rallying team they are a second half team they're a team that when they get punched in the face they pick themselves up and they keep moving forward and they keep fighting to get back in games but instead what we saw here is they got punched in the face and while they were trying to get up uh Georgia just happens to be a, a monstrous behemoth that they just kept wailing on them and wailing on them to the point where they were clearly trying to send a message TCU, that TCU team that we saw all year long did not show up. That is not the same TCU team that we were used to and the one that we witnessed that beat Texas, that came back and beat Baylor, that almost came back and beat Kansas State. That was not the same team. The spotlight became too big, as we've seen from time to time in the national championship games. They pissed down their leg, and the game was over. That's what happened. So, number one, look, I I told you this on the last show. Max Dugan's hurt. Duggan, however you yeah. say his last name. Yes. Okay. He went 14 of 22 for 152 yards and two interceptions. I, I, I talked about this at nauseum since the Kansas State win, or Kansas State loss, rather, excuse me. He he wasn't 100%. I don't think he's been 100% since Kansas State. No. I don't mean this in a wrong way, and I know that you want to ride the guy that got you there. No pause. But the bottom the bottom line is, I think in that game last night, he hurt you ultimately. 
okay? He was not himself. He could barely – Joe, he was winding up and, and straining to throw a nine-yard screen, okay? He's not the reason you lost. Yeah. But to win national titles, to be able to compete at the highest level, you have to have a quarterback that's a Stetson Bennett, that's a Bryce Young, that's a that's a Joe Burrow. You have to have a, a Mac Jones. You have to have those type of dudes at that position. I get he was a Heisman finalist. I get he had a really good season. But, Joe, he had a good season in the Big 12. And everybody comes on here and rips on me, I believe, week after week, Blake has SEC bias. Well, last night proved to you, week in and week out, drive in and drive out, play in and play out, the SEC is a different beast. The SEC is a different animal. And last night got proven. Joe, I will I will make this argument until I'm blue in the face. Yeah. You cannot convince me on a neutral field that Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU don't either beat or, or make a very close game with TCU. When they did not move, when they lost to Kansas State, when they didn't move in the playoff, it showed America that, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Well, it did matter. You played the behemoth, okay? And the, the, the national title game to me was Ohio State and Georgia. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I said when I did a recap of the game yesterday, I think we did – we had two national championships that were played before this game. This was an exhibition game. Uh, I, it's almost like Michigan TCU was the consolation game to determine who was second. And then Ohio State versus Georgia was the actual national championship, like you said. It pisses me off that Ohio State, with all the talent that they had, all the blue chip players, we, we hear on every single show ad nauseum, the blue chip ratio. They should have been that number two team. Had they not completely crapped the bed and lost against Michigan, we would have gotten the real matchup we were deserving to get, which I totally agree with. But Blake, I, I think part of this here with what you're talking about with the SEC, and I understand that people are always going to drive home the oh, SEC bias, but the debate's not if the SEC is, is the best conference. It is. We already knew. any Anyone can sit here and tell you that it's the best conference. I don't think there's very many people, unless they don't know anything about the sport, that would sit here and debate that the SEC is not the best conference. The, the issue is here is the college football playoff is supposed to help us determine the national champion from multiple conferences. There needs to be opportunities for other teams to compete. And I know that it sucks that that's the result that we got. And I think that the seeding is disrupted because of that Ohio State loss. And had they won that game, and we would, it would have been a more competitive final national championship game. But we're, we can't just have four SEC teams play for it. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that you have to do that. Okay, I, I'm not saying that. But I, I just get, I get to a point where, and we'll get to this later in the show when we talk about deserving. Well, what is it? What do you mean by deserving? So, as an example, if I, if I'm in a top Fortune 100 company. Fortune 50 company, and I am number three in sales in that company, okay, versus a, a guy or a team or a person that's in the top 500, a Fortune 500 company, and they're number one in their company. The guy that's number three in the top in the Fortune 50 company, Fortune 100 company, who's making millions and millions of dollars, he is still not the same. That third-ranked guy is still not the same as the number one-ranked guy at a lower competition at a lower level. 
you can't convince this is where and you think I was joking with this mm -hmm. and I'm not joking when the Pac-12 champion can pick up and go to Florida and get yeah. beat by a team that's six and seven Joe it is extremely difficult for me to sit here and say Oh, the Big 12, the Pac-12, they have good teams. Well, you know, I got in an argument today with a Texas fan. Oh, you play a cupcake schedule. Buddy, with all due respect to, to the Big 12, with all due respect to the Pac-12, Kansas is not like playing Texas A&M. Texas A&M was the worst team in the SEC. It's not – It's not. maybe you – I mean, you really can't even say Vanderbilt – necessarily their blue chip ratio and their talent on Texas A&M and Joe you do a draft prospect show yes. you and I both know that Texas A&M has three defensive linemen that in their infancy and when they get drafted will go in the top 90 in any draft that they go a part of you know that and I know that it's not the same it's like the quote that little Wayne says it's not this I am not the same I am a Martian it's like the SEC. It's not the same. A two-loss SEC team does not deserve to be in the conversation, in my opinion, with a team like a U. Like I see people putting Utah in the top five. Joe, they lost to a six and seven Florida team. Billy Napier can't even get his five-star quarterback on campus because they can't pay an NIL, and there's so much dysfunction around Florida. And you want me to sit here and say that? It, it's the same. It's not the same. Then you got Joe Milton going out there against Clemson, the ACC champ, and spanking that ass. Joe Milton. Joe Milton is going out there and spanking that ass. You can say I'm biased all the live long day and yet however much you want to, but at the end of the day, you got to swallow the pill that of the 15 of the last 16 national champions are from the Southeast. So, look. I agree with all that information. I can't sit here and try to try to debate that. You outline a perfect argument here, but I don't want to waste any time talking about the other crappy conferences that are power but five in that it, are slow. But they're in it. But, but they're, they're in it. I'm I'm saying though that those conferences are slowly getting weaker and weaker, and I think that we're wasting our time focusing on them because they're the real challenge to the SEC. The only conference that I see provides a real challenge is the Big Ten. And we saw that but when you know, Ohio State played Georgia. They know yeah. to really interrupt you. The only team that's gotten to the playoff and or to a national title, I might, I might add, from the BCS Ohio to playoff State. is Ohio State. So what do you well, mean the, that they're competing? The the problem is is that it comes down to two teams every single season. That's where the issue is, is it comes down to Michigan and it comes down to Ohio State. So if one of them beats the other one, the other one's immediately removed from the conversation or impacts their ability to compete for the national championship in that conversation. That's what the major difference is. There's not a lot, there's not any parity in the Big Ten, but the top two teams are competitive. They're competitive enough to compete with SEC teams. I truly believe that they can. I think that there's other teams and other conferences that are on the rise, and inevitably, like teams like Oregon are probably going to make that transition to the Big Ten. I still think that the Big Ten in the future, in the next few years, in the direction that they are moving in can be a competitive conference to face off with the SEC. But I no longer want to waste my time talking about these other ones. And I think yesterday was proof but, that but, the Big 12 is never going to put out a, a – a, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought no, you were I was just going to say I, the, 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 the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are always going to be weaker conferences, even if they merge. The, they are never going to put out a truly competitive opponent. I agree with you with the addition of USC. I agree with you with that.
okay? Because I think ultimately Lincoln will get some things moving there. But the problem is, Joe, we're about to talk about this game at nauseum, okay? And some people aren't going to want to listen to it because they know what happened. But my point yeah. is, is that when you have a team like TCU that gets in and then you're playing a team, Joe, they lost 65 to 60 to 7. They almost they almost lost a national title game by 59 points. Almost 60 points. They got put on them. My point is, is that I don't want to see necessarily like if you so I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say, and this was a goofy year, you know, well, Blake, they beat Michigan and I, there, I get it. I get it. But at some point, you got to admit that last night game, last night's game was the worst college football playoff game that we've seen. We came off the best yeah. semifinal run that we had ever seen to only go back. It was the price that we paid. The price that we paid for having the two best semifinal games of all time was the worst national title game of all time. Now, let Wait, me can I, I just want to I want I just want to bring something up. So and, and this is also kind of a question here. The, as bad as TCU played, can you at least agree with me that that they're not that bad? They very clearly, the, I think a number of things, the Duggan injury, the the uh, blowing out all their energy in in the 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 Big 12 championship game plus that Michigan game. I think that they were just ex- completely exhausted. They ran out of juice. It was all gone by the time they got to this game. I just do you agree with that? If it was a no, one of the normal TCU believe, teams, you still think that's you, a sixty-point loss, regardless? Yeah, because Joe, here's here's the, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. What about what about Tennessee's losses? What about the losses that Tennessee had with Cedric Tillman? Jalen Hyatt got banged up in that game. That's a fourteen-point game, thirteen-point game. Uh-huh. They lost by thirteen. LSU loses their starting quarterback. Income inserts Garrett Nussmeyer. They lose by twenty. My my point is, okay, when you go down that when you go down that road, okay, LSU, LSU nobody, nobody in the top five. You want to hear a stat for your ass? Here's the stat for your yeah. ass. Nobody in the top five entering December has gotten beaten by 50 points in a BCS or playoff game or a national title contending game in college football history. It's never happened. Do you know what you want to know the biggest margin? Yeah. You sure? It was the Notre <laughs> Dame, Alabama one. Notre Dame, Alabama. <laughs> My, and even in that, and even in that game, even in that game, that's a 35-point game. Okay. That's a 28-point game. That's a four-touchdown game. Joe, they were beating them by 31 points at halftime. Okay. So I'm not, no, I'm not going to admit TCU is good because Joe, when you're, so you, everybody knows this. When we yeah. cover LSU, when we cover the SEC, Joe, this is a behemoth game. This is a man's game. I've gone and watched teams in the, in the big 12 play. It is not the same dudes on the field. I think, and I told you this and you argued me and you might be somewhat right. I don't think TCU gets to nine wins if they're in the SEC. I, I just don't. B- because week in and week out, you are facing the elite. That That's my only point. But yeah, can we just take – let's just table – let's just table that. Let's get to a little bit of the game because I got some questions okay. about Kirby Smart, Georgia, and Stetson okay. Bennett. 
Stetson Bennett last night went 18 of 25, 304 yards, passing four touchdowns. He carried the ball three times, 39 yards, two touchdowns. TCU did not do what we thought that they should do. They got one pressure on Stetson Bennett, and then he, you know, what was it, the third and 10 when he scrambled, he, he spun, scrambled out left, got the first down. Ball game was over at that point. Georgia had 589 total yards, 254 coming on the ground. They just beat them completely That's ridiculous. Up. That's it's ridiculous. Absolute, absolutely ridiculous. My point, Joe, here is this. TCU had 188 total yards. Georgia outrushed them in the total yards that they had. I, I bring all that up to say this. Do we have a changing of the tide, pun intended? Is Georgia the now dynasty of college football? Because I don't think that you can – I don't think that there's a scenario on planet Earth where you can say that that Georgia is not now the team to beat. I they absolutely think that is. Yeah, they absolutely are. How difficult it is to go back-to-back. Think about how few teams have and, gone back It hadn't back happened to back. literally in 10 years. Yeah, literally in 10 years. It does not happen. It requires consistent recruiting. It requires you to have an elite starting lineup the year before and then backups that are possibly better or equally as good to then fill in those roster holes. That, to me, is the sign of a dynasty. And then to cap it off with winning the national championship, they have a top two recruiting class. And they're building the roster the same way that they just built this current one, which is along the defensive line with big, massive, strong dudes that are going to turn into monsters in a couple of seasons. I absolutely think that's the case. And it's not me saying here, Nick Saban's done, Nick Saban's toast. They're going to still have competitive rosters. And I'm sure that next season that they are going to have a bounce back year, assuming Ty Simpson is the guy going forward uh, with Bryce Young moving on. But we have officially changed the guard. Saban's going to retire sometime soon. Or if he doesn't retire, how much longer is he going to be on this earth? Like he's he's getting up there in age to that point where he can't be coaching this team forever. Kirby's got a lot more juice. He's a lot younger. He's taking over. Back-to-back is difficult. The crazy thing for me about Kirby is he's only 47. I know. Right? It's, like that's disturbing. I mean, and he so looks it, young too. He looks like he's like you see some 47-year-old coaches that like look at like they're 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 dying up there at the podium because of all the the, no, I mean, he looks like you through. up there right now with some gray hair. Saying I, I look mean, like shit? <laughs> no, I think, no, I think Kirby I know, looks good. The crazy thing is, Joe, he could be at Georgia for another 20 years, and he would, I mean, he would be where Saban is remotely right now. He'd still be younger than where Saban is right now. Yeah. I think that there is a changing of the guard. They're recruiting at too high of a level, and – Whenever, you know, sometimes stars don't matter. You know, when you get these, you know, like, so as an example, in Louisiana, when you have a three-star receiver, yeah, you could chalk it up that the guy's going to be good or three-star DB. When you go when you go out to Florida and you have a three-star defensive lineman, they're producing more three-star defensive linemen in the league than any other state combined. It's like quarterback in California. Dude, he's just recruiting at such a high level that – Stars ultimately in high recruiting classes do matter, and they're not slowing down. You know what the biggest thing for me was is when Kirby said during recruiting, 
that when they started losing transfers and they they got one guy out of the portal and like, yeah, we don't need him because nobody in the portal right now is better than what we have on this team right now. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. And they go out there and win a na another national title. It will be interesting, though, Joe, as they change over from Stetson Bennett. And I want to get your thought on this. I got ridiculed, mocked, and made fun of, kind of like your TCU take on Stetson Bennett all year long. Okay? But you cannot – can stats don't matter when you're winning natties. Okay? No. When you're doing what Stetson Bennett is doing, it doesn't necessarily matter that he's not throwing four touchdowns because here's what I know. He's thrown for over 600 yards in this playoff. He's 4-0 in the playoffs. He had four. He had six total TDs in last night's game that tied Joe Burrow's record. The dude is just absolutely unreal, and everybody says, oh, well, he's 25 years old. He's playing against kids. Well, nobody had one living iota care about when Chris Winkie's balding ass went out there for Florida State and won a natty. Nobody cared. But God forbid Stequavius went out there and did it. Joe, I will I will say this. Stequavius Bennett the fourth should go down as one of the better college quarterbacks that we've ever seen. And if you don't want to take that for what it's worth, natties, bitch. That's all he's got to say. Excuse my language, but it's just true. So, so look, I, better is the right wording. Not best. I am not going to sit here and concede best. I will ne I will never sit here and say that he is one of the best of all time uh, in SEC quarterbacks, quarterbacks to win national championships, quarterbacks in general in, in college football history. I will not concede that. Look, he has stepped up and done well, remember his what job. Remember last time you didn't concede something on this show? Somebody. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I deserve that. Look, Stetson does his job. He seems to be a good good leader. He his does more is, than just his job, Joe. He, Stop it. So here, here's my pushback. I see a guy who, and we talked about it last week, he's the least pressured quarterback in the SEC, one of the least pressured quarterbacks in all of college football. It is easier. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is easier to accomplish the things that he has done when he is easily protected and he has an elite defense to lean on. On any other roster, with deficiencies and, and in any other position group. Like if we if we pick a, a different SEC team, like Kentucky, for, for instance, that has weaker position groups than Georgia, but still a pretty good roster, they're not stiffing anywhere near the national championship. He is the right guy for the right circumstance. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that that, you like, what does he do worse than Mac Jones? I don't think he does anything worse. I so just you think he could be a first round quarterback then? No, no, absolutely not. Okay, he's so, he's so, he's so, stumpy. So humor me. And he's got no arm. I, I'm sorry, what? He's got an average arm. Then in Mac terms Jones of arm talent. Arm. Then yeah, then Mac Jones. I didn't think Mac Jones had a very good arm. I think that that was an over evaluation. The same for Tua. If you're gonna make Tua's a good athlete though, like I, I, I Stetson's a better athlete than Tua. Not significantly. I, I don't think that the, no, stop, 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 stop. Come on now. That was post injury two is a little bit clunkier than he was be, before that hip injury. Oh, the the man on broke now. his hip. He broke he his hip, but I still think he's from a guy that was 371 pounds. I still think he's a better athlete than Stetson. I, I don't understand why like everyone you, thinks did that. Did you see 
Stetson out there shaking. What? I, I, don't, I don't think Stetson is this is this game breaking athlete that everyone Nobody acts like he is. He's not. Nobody said he was game breaking. He's fine. He's a fine athlete with a fine arm. He's accurate. You literally He's consistent. Came in that Twitter spaces last night and said the man runs a four five eight, and you gonna tell me he's not a better athlete than Tua who couldn't crack a four eight. Wait, did Tua even Tua didn't even run a forty? No, he get, you know good and goddamn well that that he, man ain't he gonna runs run no faster than a four eight. He runs faster than a four eight, but he still he he dealt with a significant hip injury like an old man. But man. look, look, but here's my but my main point with Stetson though is everything that I stand behind is that everything was set up perfectly for him, perfectly for him to produce those results. But, no quarterback could have asked for a better situation. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back. Okay. okay, if you're going to make that argument. Now, I agree he had a better offensive line than some would admit, okay? However, then you got to make that same argument for Mac Jones, Tua, Burrow, Just, uh, Justin Fields. You're going to have to make that argument for everybody else. You're gonna. Here's the biggest thing you're going to have to make the argument for. The okay. team that's had the most offensive linemen drafted over the last seven years has been the University of Oklahoma. Then you got to take it from Baker Mayfield. You got to take it from Justin uh, 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 Jalen Hurts. You got to take it from Kyler Murray. I I don't think that that circumstantially works here because they've all done different things. Like I, I but, but my, my but my point is just yeah. because you have good offensive line play and you're not getting pressure, brother. He the the, the pass that he threw across the middle in triple coverage on a dime to Brock Bowers is an NFL throw. You know that. That's a 25-yard throw across the middle. Stop. It's a difficult throw, but like I just I I feel like we're we spend too much time in just in general. Everybody is, spends too much time in general hyping up some of these plays that he's making. And I I am not I don't think that they are as astounding as the plays of the guys that you just mentioned. I I was more impressed with what Baker did in his career and Kyler and Justin Fields. Mac Jones is the only one I won't admit. I think that Mac Jones was extremely overdrafted, and we're going to see in a couple of years that Bill Belichick was just being a dumbass because he loves Alabama guys. That's what that was, and he was thinking 20 years in the past. That's exactly what that was. But I, I just – there needs to be proper context here. Like, I, I think it's – his achievements are significant. Joe, he has, over, he has over 700 yards in the last two games passing against what's supposed to be the elite college teams in the country. Okay. He has 10 touchdowns in two games against apparently the most elite. That's not that's not that he has elite talent around him when he's got 700 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns. Those are commendable it's, stats. Those are fantastic stats. But, he had a great, he had two not, great but, games. Okay. Yes, he had Brock, Brock Bowers against Ohio State. He was throwing to A.D. Mitchell, who hadn't literally was picking up bubblegum wrappers in pregame, before he said he was good to go, I one pushback when they almost lost to Missouri. They almost lost to Missouri. We can't sit here and pretend that they didn't almost almost lose to Missouri. And Missouri removed the run game for Georgia. That was part of it. That was part of what led to that. And they didn't put up that many points that game. Stetson didn't have his best game that game because he didn't have everything moving and operating at full efficiency and full power. 
when things weren't working perfectly for him, he didn't have his best game. And that kind of happened a little bit against Ohio State. He made, he threw a pick. He wasn't perfect that game. I'm just saying that there are examples that we can pull from his career where everything's not flowing exactly to plan and a, and a team properly schemed for him and he didn't step up to the occasion. I feel like his best performances were because he y'all, was y'all boosted by other guys. Y'all keep shitting on the kid. That's all that this is. I will. I will keep crapping on him. I again. I think uh, a, a one of the best players in Georgia history. One of the uh, he deserves to be recognized and remembered. And I, I give him a, a, a ton of credit for what he did. I, I'm a former preferred walk on. I I love the story. I think the story is fantastic. But it has nothing be, to do with the story. At some point, if if you I know think what, we, wait, I, it does have some to do with the story because we get so, caught up with the story way too. So many people get caught up with that story with, with no, talking about. Look, it. Forget the story. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna? You know what I'm gonna do next episode, next show? I'm gonna do a blind resume test. I'm just gonna do a blind resume test, and I'm gonna make you decide which quarterback's which. Can we? Can the blind resume include who who were his receivers? No, his I, it will go. Defense? It will go. It will just go stats, and it will show you who you know. Hey, who would you take? Okay. okay. All right. Let's do it. And I will bet you lunch that okay. you pick Stetson Bennett. I'm willing to bet I'm going to be an asshole about it, but I'm <laughs> I'm more than happy to do it. <laughs> okay. Well, I you don't have to. You know, look, you don't have to give me lunch. No, I, no, no, no. I'll, I'll get. I whatever. I, okay. I I will I will play to that bet, but I'm saying that I will not concede that I'm wrong. <laughs> well, the the one thing I think we will agree on is this: before we move on. I don't think Georgia's going to win another national title next year. Okay, no, I mean, a no. three-peat, I just don't think it's going to happen. You agree with that? Well, the the thing that they're already being crowned next year's favorite, which is a little goofy, and my argument, what is so important for college football in winning national championships, I look at the teams that are always the most successful are the guys that have quarterbacks with experience and quarterbacks who have been there before. Stetson absolutely – was a big reason why that they made it this far is because of the experience and he looked composed and prepared for the situation as he was all season long. Give him a ton of credit for that. To start from scratch with with Carson Beck or uh, Brock Vandergriff, that's a total enigma. Massive question mark. They didn't go to the portal to get anybody. There's no stars that are going to fill that position. Talented players. Well, they did go and get two pretty damn good wide receivers from the portal. I, I will give them that. They're getting right. some weapons now. Yeah, and that's going to be helpful for both of these guys, but there's a good chance. I'm not saying it's a very high chance, but there's a possibility that both those guys could be total duds and they could be it could be a really frustrating season. It's very very possible. Uh, we'll see. I mean, the you kid the kid from Missouri's already done in the SEC. I yeah. forget his name off the top of my I think Jordan Lo- Justin Lovett, Jordan Lovett, something like yeah. that. So, look, we'll see. You know what you so Joe Cam Rogers, who's over at Believe, texted me this today that Believe put this video out. Just to end on this 2022 Georgia team for this episode, I cannot believe that everyone is trying to compare this 2022 Georgia team to 2019 LSU. Now, I'm one that's biased here, right? Like everybody, oh, Blake's an LSU guy. I will give you the floor first on this because I might go a little long-winded. Is the 2022 Georgia team better than 2019 LSU? Absolutely not. Absolutely Thanks. not. That is the goofiest thing that I have seen over the past 24 hours. I 
I almost thought it was like a little bit of a joke. I kind of saw it popping up on my timeline. I'm like, these these people can't be serious right now. We just saw this 2019 team. How are we comparing these two teams? Look, if they faced off with each other in this game, if the, if it was Georgia versus LSU, those two different years. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. With that secondary and the issues that they had. Uh, Joe, can you hear us? Issues. All right, there you go. Keep going, keep going, keep going. My point that I was trying to make there with the LSU <laughs> argument is that with the with the with the big play, I know I cut out right when I was supporting you. With the big play receivers that they had, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, gunslinging Joe Burrow, who wasn't afraid to take any shots. We saw one big play in this game that TC was able to produce. Imagine them taking shots the whole game. It would have been reminiscent to the game that uh, LSU produced against that Oklahoma team. They would have run up the score on this Georgia team because they do not have the secondary. And on top of that, we forget how elite that offensive line was. They would have held their own against that Georgia defensive line. Absolutely would have held their their own in that situation. I think it's ridiculous. It's a farce. This is a really good Georgia team. Again, back-to-back. Back. It takes a lot of talent to go back-to-back. Back. But there are so many freaking other good teams uh, in the history of college football that are way better than that team that we saw yesterday. I, I don't say this lightly, okay? And let me look in the camera when I say this. Jamar Chase would have had 200 yards receiving against uh, Keeley Ringo. Probably more. Probably more. I'm trying to be, you know, he did it against a first-round pick in A.J. Terrell, who's been in the league and not been a scrub, okay? LSU this season, as an example, threw for 500 yards with two quarterbacks combined. Tennessee could have done it if they would have actually been able to connect on those passes to Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman and others. They weren't able to connect. What do you think Burrow's about to do? <laughs> BDJ would have waltzed up in there and absolutely torn them alive Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase would be going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on this Georgia secondary do I think that it's a blowout from LSU like you mentioned no I still think Georgia's offense would have scored because LSU's defense had issues in the run yeah. game at times that year I think Georgia would have scored but to think that Joe Burrow who accumulated 65 total touchdowns in the SEC, wouldn't have done it against that Georgia team's crazy. He got no shootout against one of the better Bama teams that we'd ever seen on paper, okay? The two-a the two a year when they had Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell and Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. By the way, they had four offensive linemen on that offense at Alabama that got drafted, yeah. okay? They won in a shootout. I think LSU wins. I think they win by 14 at minimum, Okay. But everybody, Joe, here would be my question to you. If you did have a crystal ball and could put two teams together, I know you answered this earlier today, you're putting 0-1 Miami and 19 LSU together? See who wins it all? Rut row. Rut row. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have like, let me know when I'm back. I apologize. Okay, here we go. So if you had a crystal ball and you could take one team from a, from one year and another team from another year and make them play against one another, who would you pick and who would win? So the two that I picked earlier, and I I also, I think the internet issues are because of the weather nearby, but if I were to pick two teams, I said this earlier, 
that 01 Miami team and that 2019 LSU team, absolutely. Like that, they, people forget, I think it was against Washington. There was one team that 01 Miami team that they put like 60 points on, like reminiscent of this. And it was like a top 10 ranked team that they hung 60 points on. They were blowing every single team out. And that team had so many first round picks on it. Imagine the, the shootout that we would have gotten from that matchup. Oh my God, that would have been fun. The only thing for me, the only thing for me is this. They beat Boston College 18 to 7. They struggled that Was that year. Matt Ryan? No, not 2001. Not 2001. Okay. okay. The Miami Hurricanes struggled, okay, against Boston College. Now, they they had good wins when they were still in the Big East, but here's who they would play. Rutgers didn't win a game. Pitt didn't wasn't above 500. <laughs> West Virginia won about 500. Temple at that at that moment in time hadn't won a game in two years. Well, they, my point is they're so, blowing the doors off of these teams, though. It's not like they're they're goofing yeah, around with them. But but LSU faced seven ranked opponents in the top ten. Average point of victory was 20 points. That Miami defense was great. There's one human being that's walked this earth and played college football that is not, can't be stopped, won't be stopped. His name is BDJ, Joe Burrow. Okay. He's going a lot. He would, that, Joe, I don't think what people understand, like everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, they were good, but you literally had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson breaking receiving records in their first year. Justin Jefferson just broke Randy Moss's record for the first three years in receiving yards. Stop, I don't know. Stop the count, as Trump would say. <laughs> All right, not to get political. We're not a political show. Anyway, anyway, so I think it would be a good game. I, I really, really do. Absolutely. So as we start wrapping up here, I do want to – maybe the next 15 to 20 minutes, though, I do want to get into you about next season, some of your thoughts maybe um about some teams look a lot of the top teams from next year this way too early stuff has come out it's going to change because you still have some more portal runs that teams are going to go on i got to admit this and i said this earlier and a lot of people a lot of lsu fans are are getting on to me about this i think florida state's going to win the acc i think that they're going to be a top 16 if I had to go to the top six, I'm going to go Georgia because I think if you go back-to-back, you deserve to be a preseason number one. I'm going to go Ohio State two, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Bama at three because it's Saban. Number four, flip a coin. I don't really give a shit. Number five, give me LSU. Number six, give me Florida State. And I'm going to, I'm, I know you're going to love this. At number seven, give me the Notre Dame fighting Irish with Sam Hartman. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I appreciate you throwing Notre Dame in there too. I threw him, uh, only threw him in there because I didn't want to hear you whine. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, look, yeah, Georgia number one to repeat, but they have questions that need to be answered uh, at the quarterback position. That is going to be a huge issue for them trying to figure out who is that next guy. Alabama is going to be creeping up too, somewhere at at two for me. Um, I think that Michigan has to be in that three spot. They are. They didn't really lose anybody they're not really losing anybody to the NFL, especially like their best guy was Blake Corman. He's, he's coming back, which is a stupid decision for him to go back, but 
he still is is returning. I'm actually, I think, a little more bullish on um, Florida State than you are. I, I'd put them as high as four. I think that Florida That's State. Fine with me. That's fine with me. Th- them returning Jared Verse is it's a massive deal. Yeah, is is frightening. Mm-hmm. Frightening. Jordan Travis, we saw how good he was starting to get, and he's got a little bit of those, you know, Jaden Daniels vibes. And, and heck, he might even be better than Jaden Daniels the way that we saw him finish the rest of the season. I know that's going to anger you a little bit, but people are going to be talking about him as a as a possible Heisman contender. I'm always going to put Oregon in this conversation, and and if they can play a close competitive game against Georgia to start off the season, which I believe is their opening game, unless I'm misspeaking there. Um, Bo Nix returning is big for them. They're another team that's not losing a lot of guys. They're losing Forsyth, their starting center, but they are reloading with a ton of transfer portal moves. They cleaned house with the transfer portal. This is completely reminiscent of what USC did last year in the portal. Oregon did it this year. They have the best portal hall, and we've seen that results. You think are Oregon has the best portal hall? Yeah, I, not enough people are talking about them getting Justin Jacobs, who is uh, one of the most athletic, rangy linebackers that was being misused at Iowa and was purely just a coverage guy. Uh, not the fact that they got a uh, Johnny Cornelius, URI, great offensive tackle who's going to plop right in at right tackle. They've got a, a five star left tackle. His name is escaping me. That team's going to be really freaking good, and they had a good offensive line this past year, one of the best in the country. So uh, they're frightening. Watch out for for, for Bo Nix as much as we like to laugh about him. Um, I agree with you about the Bo Nix thing, but I don't think they had the best portal haul. I think that goes to Colorado. I'm going to make a bold. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to put Colorado in my top 25. Yeah, I, I see them finishing at like 22 or like 20. I think that's realistic expectation. If they finish with a four-loss season, absolutely. They had 24 guys from the portal. A lot of those guys were were Jackson State kids, though. But they no, did, they did only, steal some kids. There's seven of them. But if they get, they're going to get two more portal kids, which means they're going to have 20 other kids. Their blue. They're, you want to hear something weird? I saw this today. Their blue chip ratio is number three in the bit in the Pac-12. Well, there's not a lot of competition to. <laughs> regardless, regardless. Yeah. If we're gonna, here's the key thing: is we're gonna find out how good of a coach is Dion. I knew he was a good recruiter. He was recruiting all these guys that would not have been playing FCS HBCU football, and that was a big reason why they were dogging dudes. But we're gonna find out right now how good of a coach he is. Can he rally that group? Are the cameras too much of a distraction? That's the key thing for me. I know I'm gonna get ripped alive on that one. I'm gonna put him in the top 25. Well, and I'm going to get ripped alive. I, maybe you I'm shouldn't, on, though. You well, shouldn't. Well, here's the thing. I'm watching this damn Dion thing on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Is that any good, by the way? Um, it's okay. It's okay. It needs a. It needs a little work. Let me just say it needs. It needs. Okay. A, it needs a little. It needs a little work. Um, here's the biggest thing I thought about today when I did a top twenty-five or a top fifteen, rather, whatever you want to call it. There's really not, really, really not a just traditional top three, four teams. You know, Joe, it seems like every year we go into this, like this time last year we were saying, all right, well, it's Ohio State and Alabama. It's for them all the marbles. Mm. Okay. And, and look, I will back Kirby up on this one. Now, Kirby said, you know, that everybody doubted Georgia. Everybody doubted this team. Well, first off, Kirby, shut up. Nobody <laughs> doubted you all year. Take your bowl cut and go back to elementary school. Nobody was saying you were going seven and five and six and six. 
Nevertheless, this time last year, we were saying Alabama and Ohio State were on a collision course. Then, as the season went on, everybody said, well, Michigan and Georgia's on a collision course. Obviously, it was Georgia and Michigan, we, or Georgia and TCU. We all know how it comes. I don't know. Joe, I think that there's I, – I really – as of right now, I think that there's five or six teams that can make it. I could see a legitimate – I could see a legitimate chance of six teams making the playoff. Yeah. And that's a little exciting to me, to be honest. It's a yeah, little I, exciting. I, I mean, because, look, if, if, if Georgia doesn't get back to where they were and they're not yeah. the same, brother, I, you're going to call me crazy, but Joe Milton has – Grass, vastly improved, vastly improved. I, I hope it comes to fruition, and that that Clemson game is not just him beating up on a, a on a. Well, bad he's running back to back weeks. You got to give him that a little bit. I mean, he's yeah. doing. I mean, they're averaging over forty five points in his two starts this year. So we'll have to wait and see. And, and you're right about that. What does Oregon do? What does USC do? Can somebody from the Pac twelve please stand up? I'm tired of the West Coast being absolute ass, okay? Does Clemson come back to prominence? I don't know, but I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun watching all these teams continue and try to get back to prominence. Let me let me ask you this. Do, do you think Dabo's uh, – his seat's getting a little, a little toasty? You know, a lot of people chirping at Dabo these days. Are you willing to admit that? Are you are you willing to? No, I've come on. I'm I've come not. up, but I've no, come on I'm here not, and, because I still think an eleven win team. It, you should shut the hell up. I, I'm going to be honest, Blake. I'm going to be the first one to hear sit here and say that I, I still think that Dabo is is coaching in an era that is passed him by. Yeah, it's passing him by. That that stupid name, image, and likeness quote that he had is so out of touch with with the modern times of college football. That <laughs> that to me was like, okay, now I'm really out. What the hell are you talking about, Dabo? My actual reasoning for being concerned the way that they played in the bowl game is bad. But look at all the dudes that they're losing on the defensive line. Uh, Miles Murphy, Brian Brzee are going to be top ten picks, and that's just two guys. The depth that they're losing, you got guys that are backups on their D line that got invited to the freaking Senior Bowl. Those are five star recruits. Now it's one thing to reload, you know. It's one thing to to lose those guys and then file back in with more five stars. But they were recruiting at a top five level. They haven't done that the past couple of years. Last year was a seriously down year for recruiting for for Clemson. They weren't sniffing anywhere near the top because of a uh, uh, Dabo's approach to recruiting. So I, I legitimately do believe that there are concerns for Clemson and Dabo's future. Not saying he's going to get fired. Probably not going to get fired for a long time because of the results that he's produced in his time at Clemson. But if he doesn't change his approach, if he doesn't ramp up the recruiting, there could be some problems. Yeah, I think that there could be some problems there, even though I don't agree with them. Okay? Look, you're a two-time national winning coach, and I don't really care what anybody says about you or says about them. But – Joe, you've played in the playoffs, right? The FC, FCS playoffs. I'm I have I have not. You were, okay. we, Rhode Island just barely missed it the, the one of the years that I was there. Okay. Well, regardless, you know how difficult, if you've been in that situation, and even if you've lost, you know how difficult it is to be on top. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him, you know, the benefit of the doubt. I mean, again, 11 wins in any conference is really good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him give him that doubt but he's got to get things moving uh joe uh, one more or two more things before we get out of here were you surprised by the love of spencer rattler going into this offseason i know it's only a day old 
but teams putting them in the top 18 in South Carolina, were you surprised and shocked? I am actually pretty surprised, and I give Rattler credit for rebounding. And I, I at the beginning of the year in the summer, was saying that, that Rattler's overrated. We shouldn't be rejuicing his stock because he changed locations. But they got cleaned out in the portal. I, like, Why are we sudden? They, got, they had a good recruiting class. I will give Beamer credit. They did have a pretty good recruiting class considering the circumstance. But they did get, get pretty badly cleaned out. And, and Juice Wells, I think, even might be possibly leaving there's rumors that he might leave so all their top offensive players mm -hmm. are gone that's that's kind of frightening why are we suddenly and they also lost to notre dame in their bowl game i don't know what we're going off of is it just the clemson win the tennessee win is the, is that all it takes to, to put them in the top 18 i i don't know and and i do agree with you i mean they lost a tight end they've lost their running back they well two tight ends it's going to be a hell of a coaching job for beamer to re re and redo what he just did again Look, I, 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 it's of my it's of my belief that Shane Beamer is a really good motivating coach. He's a players' coach. How does he? How is he as a CEO? How is he as a rebuilder? Now he's obviously rebuilt South Carolina, and they're doing some good things. But man, when you start losing that many guys that you're relying on staying, it's never a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. I like Shane Beamer. I know that you, you know, use as many cock references as you wanted to this year, which, you know, I think, it's, you know, <laughs> you know every, uh, every third word out of your mouth was about cock, pause. But, you know, co cocks versus Catholics, man. You got to love it to end their season. But, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just saying. And we finished off. Notre Dame finished off the cocks. The Catholics finished off the cocks. That's something that I feel like I've heard before. God, I'm such a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Catholics. You you, you set me up. You you're the one who brought it up. I was gonna go. I was gonna behave, but uh, I'm sorry, no. Blake. Okay. All right. So to end this, to end it, uh, in tonight's show, Joe, it's being highly reported that Billy Napier is in a little bit of trouble. Now, three weeks ago, episode one. Okay, I came on this show and I said, Joe, I think Napier's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Let me explain a little bit behind that. Around National Signing Day, around, you know, a little bit before that, about a week before that, I started hearing some really interesting rumors about five-star quarterback, four-star quarterback, whatever you want to call him, Jaden Rashada. Now, if you don't know who Jaden Rashada is, he's a really talented quarterback. I think California, right? Somewhere in Northern California, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. he was committed to Miami. You know, a, a lot of people start saying, oh, he's getting paid $7 million a year or $7 million to go to Miami, be the quarterback. Then he flips his commitment to obviously go to Florida, signs with Florida. Well, Joe, he's supposed to be an early enrollee, and he's not apparently showing up. The rumor sourcing here is that Florida didn't have the NIL money to be able to pay him. Thoughts? problem yeah you were you were texting me about this earlier and uh, separate from we're gonna have to fix, where we're, we're gonna have to about, fix like, your okay. wi-fi we're gonna have to fix your wi-fi <laughs> uh, yeah the the i we made it through so far and it was it was it was kind of cooperating but i guess not um okay there we go keep going am i, am I a little keep bit going. better okay yeah you're good now keep going uh to your to your point though, we are, it feels weird that we're in an era talking about 
checks not cashing. Like that feels really strange, but all the things that you've texted me about with Napier, it feels like he doesn't have control over his roster, which is, which is a problem. And we've, it, it, it gives me Brian Harson vibes with the amount of things that keep popping up with Billy Napier. And maybe, maybe it's some self-sabotaging by the Florida program that it's like, I mean, we're not feeling them. We're not feeling them. We got to start pushing some, some narratives right now around signing day and see if, see if we can get him out of here. Cause that's, that's exactly what happened with Brian Harson. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get that bad. I don't know if it's going to get as bad as they're making up false stories about, you know, a secretary and Billy Napier. But, but, Joe, he's he's cutting loose as many players as he wants, right? Like, he's cutting dudes loose. Yeah. And that is a massive problem. You don't, you know, it's like the whole thing, well, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm just going to fire you or cut you or whatever. I don't think that that's the smart thing to do. You know, I, I've listened to coaches like Nick Saban. I've listened to coaches like Brian Kelly. Look, Brian Kelly, and let's call it what it is. Brian Kelly and Kayshawn Booty didn't really get along that well. Brian Kelly was out in the media going to, you know, trying to praise him, but, you know, obviously trying to get him to go and, and, and do things the right way. We've heard Nick Saban talk about, you know, hey, I had a guy at Michigan State that got arrested. Everybody in the media wanted me to, to, to cut the kid. Well, he's a doctor now. Mark Ingram's dad played for Nick Saban yeah. and everybody wanted Nick to cut Mark Ingram's dad. And then everybody came to Nick and be like, Nana and boo boo. We told you now he's in jail and all this kind of stuff. My only point is this Billy cutting people for issues that he believes is cuttable is what gets you fired. Yeah. Okay. You are there to mold young men at the end of the day. And he, Look, I don't know Billy's background. I don't know where he grew up. But, bud, they're 18 to 21-year-old kids. They're going to make mistakes. Joe, I made the stupidest mistakes when I was 18 to 21 years old. It yeah. was the worst time of my life on, on decision-making. I think Billy's in deep trouble. I think they're going to be worse than they were this past season. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. I don't know what they're going to do with the offensive line. They don't have a competent defensive line. Their linebackers have left. Yeah, they got some good secondary pieces, but Coy Raymond continues to miss on the perimeter. Joe, they might be the worst. I'm going to say this. They've already lost to Vandy once. They lost to Vandy this year. Buddy, I'm just going to tell you, Vandy could beat them again. I'm going to make a hot take, and my Florida buddies are going to kill me on it. They could be the worst team in the SEC East. I don't think that's a reach, but here's the big thing is, again, it goes back to the Har Harson comparison. I really think that this is coming to a, a cataclysmic ending. The, 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 the way the things that are way. It very feels much that feels way. that way. Absolutely. I like Billy. Okay, Billy was a guy that was in the state of Louisiana. He was at ULL. He did some good things there. Bottom line, though, is, man, again, this is a different beast. In a, Joe, it took Clark Lee to go to Vandy, who played at Vandy, was at Vandy, yep. was a fullback at Vandy. He's turning him around. He's turning him around. He, he kind of is. Seven and five for them would be huge. monumental. And I will tell you this, they've already, they've already climbed that mountain and beat Florida before. To say that they can't do it again, 
this upcoming season, I don't think is a reach. Because here's the thing about Vandy. Joe, who have they lost? Nobody. Oh, well, they, they did lose Mike some kids Wright. in the portal. Yeah, they yeah, lost yeah. Mike yeah. Wright. That's yes. it. Okay, they lost a couple seniors. They return a crap load of talent. Joe, I was surprised at some of the receivers that Vandy didn't get plugged. Yeah, they've got some dudes. They they got some some pretty quality guys that would have started at like a, a Michigan or a, heck, we saw a Wake Forest quarterback just leave to go to Notre Dame. These other academic institutions that would pluck those kids and Clark Lee's keeping them. Clark Lee's a good guy. I've I have always thought that Clark Lee's a good coach, and he's going to really hey, show. Who him hired him? What do you mean? Who hired him? Who hired him at Notre Dame? Brian Kelly hired him. Brian Brian Kelly oh. hired him. Hey, you he know also hired Marcus else? Freeman. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh, your current head coach. Interesting. You know who else had a really good season? Who was a head coach at uh, our defense coordinator under Brian Kelly? Mike Elko at Duke. Yeah. These guys going on to academic institutions and having some good seasons. Like next thing you know, now that he's at LSU, pro probably somebody is going to go to like Gucci State University, <laughs> <laughs> Harvard. All yeah, right. we'll get some of those guys. All right, how you want to close this out, man? It's been a good episode. I'm sorry your Horn Frogs lost. I know that you're Pain. really hurting here. Pain. Look, how you want to close it out? I'm excited for the off season. We had a, a nice little way to cap off the year by flipping the show around and we've got some really fun stuff coming up and uh, i think we got a lot of big topics that we're going to brainstorm on that we're going to be talking about but there's no off season it's just a little bit of time off with no games yeah no off season because look you want to hear what the crazy thing is joe you're 59 or 60 days away until spring practice yes yes march middle of march absolutely we're, we're gonna we're really you close got, you got 60 days and you're I, we're gonna be out there at spring hell yeah it's can i tell you before we you know what the longest time on planet earth is for me from june for no because i love college baseball so i love mm. watching college world series from july the 1st to september the 4th september the 3rd is the longest and I yes. the longest month of my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it stinks. And having been removed from football a couple of years now of not playing, I totally agree. Because back in our playing days, you're in training camp in August. So like you you're out there, you're involved. But no, I totally agree. Now that I'm removed, it's it's weird. It's it's weird. And hopefully the offseason moves quick. Oh. What's that? We got some big news. Treshawn Ward, the big running back from Florida State, just just committed to Kansas State about an hour ago. What? Yeah, apparently so. Why did he pick Kansas State? I don't know. I mean, they're the Big Twelve champion. Good, good for, good hi, for hey, him. Hi, hey, let me end here. All right, you want you want me to get you pissed off right quick? Uh, Kansas State deserved to play in the national title game more than TCU. Stop. Stop. They lost to Tulane. They lost to Tulane. Tulane's a top, Tulane's a top 10 team. Tulane ended the season at number nine. They lost to Tulane. They lost they lost to Tulane. It doesn't they got stopped by Alabama. That they lost to Tulane. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So hold on. We're gonna wait really quickly. 
I said I'm not taking the bait. You don't have to take any bait. Facts are facts, Big Daddy. I still disagree with you. I don't think that they 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 weren't more deserving than TCU. They beat them. They're the Big Twelve champion. They, they were the Big Twelve champion, but they had more losses than them. That again, we did this yesterday in the space. We, we did this yesterday in the space, and we could sit here and do this all night. All right. Pace. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, everyone.